0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 12th, 2023. Non-negotiables, all scripture is God-breathed. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Good morning morning here, there, wherever you might be. Isn't this just a glorious day to be part of God's uh, kingdom? It's also a glorious day to be an Eagles fan. Yeah. Yeah, so we're on the... I think it's week six of the non negotiables. Non negotiables. And this week, our non negotiable is all scripture is God breathed.
1: Good morning, Connection Church. Morning. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's a lot of green out there. <laughs> Fran, you've got red on. Is that like, uh oh. The head of our church is a Chiefs fan. Is that okay? Oh, oh. okay. You bought Eagles hoagie rolls. Good. Fran, listen to the Word of God today. She can even she can even spell it. Uh, in Isaiah 40, they shall mount up yeah. with wings like eagles. Yep.
0: And in Revelation, it talks about Philadelphia. That's all I can say. That's all I can say.
1: It is, uh, it is good to be we together. We better move to prayer. Yeah, quickly. we, we got to move to prayer. You know, I just have to say, though, there, there is a lot of excitement, especially, uh, you know, we're so close to Philly and everything. But I want to encourage us to have this same passion for Jesus. More so. More so. Like, you know, we can wear our colors today, but we need to wear our Jesus colors every day. And that that's really what it's about. It's so much fun to have a little fun with all this, but we're really here to glorify God. Amen. And Amen. so we're grateful. The video that you saw with the kids, those were our kids in the gym, your kids in the gym, and Amy Novosel and her team They are passionate. Amy's primary goal is to have the kids learn scripture and hide the scripture in their hearts so that they are equipped for anything that they do. That's why they do Bible buddies. You know, they read scripture to their bear. It's all kinds of things. But that's her primary goal. And you saw that as kids every week read scripture together. And so we thought that was a great launch for our message, message today, all scripture is God-breathed. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a day where we can gather together here, at home, wherever we are, and focus on you. Remove any distraction that there might be so that we can have a laser focus on you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen.
0: amen. Scripture, the Bible, the Holy Bible, God's Word, best-selling book of all time, over five billion, that's with a capital B, five billion sold. The study of it has impacted directly, indirectly, culture, history around the world, around the globe. It's been, or it's currently being translated into half of the world's populations. On average, 85% of U.S. households own a Bible. The average number per household is 4.3. <laughs> and yet 36% of Americans read the Bible less than once a year. Or never at all. While on the other hand, 33% read the Bible once a week or more. It's made up of 66 books. 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New written by 40 different authors over a period of 1,400 years. You know, it's the most important book ever written. That's a fact.
1: So what separates this book from all other books? What is it? What makes it holy? What is it about the Bible that people are willing to give their life for what's contained in this book. What is it that makes it so special? Well, we find the answer to the question within the pages of the Holy Scripture in Paul's second letter to Timothy. Here's what Paul writes. All Scripture is God-breathed. 2 Timothy 3.16, New International Version.
0: God-breathed. You know, many other versions, this is the New International Version, many other versions say God inspired. But I like I like this God breathe. Because that's the literal translation from the Greek. Theo nustos. Theo meaning God. Nustos. Breathe. You know, we talked about that with the breath, the spirit, the wind. Breathe. God breathe. It reminds me. you go back to the beginning, Genesis 2, where God is in the process of creating the first human. Where God forms the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living person. We're literally God-breathed into existence. And likewise, the scriptures are God-breathed. Say God-breathed. God-breathed. God-breathed breathes life into the scriptures. God breathes his very spirit into the scriptures. God breathes his truth into the scriptures. God breathes God's self into the scriptures. And as a result, these are, not just, these are not just words on a page. These are not just ideas that human beings dreamed up and wrote out. This then is the very word of God that God breathed into existence.
1: So God breathed these words found in Scripture into the human beings who laid the words down. God breathed these words into the writers of the books. God breathed these words into the authors of the various books of the Bible. And these writers took these words that God had breathed into them and put them on paper. Now, did God actually take the writer's hand and you know manipulate that? <coughs> he could have, but that's not the way it worked, we don't believe, because there are different voices, there are different uh, motifs, different styles of the writers. And that's what makes this so beautiful, so beautiful. God breathed into them his spirit, and the spirit guided them to put the words on the page. Each writer having a purpose, each writer having a style, each writer having an approach that is different from other writers, yet the message is cohesive and unified from cover to cover. All of this, God breathed, Holy Spirit inspired. That's how it was brought into existence.
0: All scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we ask, what is the purpose of these God-breathed scriptures? What does God want us to do with them? Well, first off, when we read here, they are useful for teaching. These God-breathed scriptures contain everything we need to teach, to learn what God has in store for us for what God intends for us, what God wants us to know. The scriptures contain history, poetry, letters, revelation, prophecy. We learn from them where we came and where we're going. We learn from them simple guidelines for faithful living and cautions for what to avoid. After spending some time in the scriptures, we learn that ultimately their purpose is to tell us just quite simply, God loves us. God loves us. Ultimately, the scriptures are a love letter from God, starting Genesis 1-1, ending Revelation twenty two twenty one, 21 And the common thread throughout is that God loves you, God loves me, God loves us, so much that he sacrificed his one and only son to pay the price for our sins and invite us to share eternity with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the way we can know just how much God loves us is to read the Scriptures, to regularly read the Scriptures, to open ourselves to God's Holy Spirit and seek His help in understanding what God has given us, even those those passages that we've read a hundred times, especially those passages that we've read a hundred times. Come, Holy Spirit, and help me understand what you would have me understand from the Scriptures. Guide me as I read this passage. Help me to know what you would have me know. And you, Lord, uh, uh, guide me as I read this passage. Help me to know what you would have me know about you, Lord, about myself, about my relationship with you and each other.
1: This Bible was given to me from this church in 2003, October 2003, for Pastor Appreciation Month. And there's underlines, there's exclamation points, there's notes. I, I carry this with me a lot. There's other Bibles that I use because they fill my soul the first one that we Ryrie study Bible way back in 1987 when I started some deep diving into scripture and was a part of disciple Bible study long before ministry and that book has all my initial notes as God's inspired word started to fill my heart in a new way and then I have a, a big Bible it's big because it's large print <laughs> in my sunroom, and it's, it's a lot to lug around. So I have that. <laughs> and that's where my study area is as I do my small group work and my devotionals every morning. And that book is starting to get filled up with, you know, s- highlights and, and this and that. The scripture is life giving. There are scriptures that, as Alan said, I've read many, many times. And next thing I know, I read it again, and it like hits me in the face in a way that is just what God wants me to hear. Just, and it's the Holy Spirit that quickens our hearts. But We've got to open the Bible in order to receive this inspiration and inspiration doesn't even cut it. It's the the divine word from the spirit to guide us. I can open this and, you know, Psalm 62, find rest, O my soul. And I'm like, okay, thanks for telling me that, Holy Spirit. There's so many, there's nothing in our lives that isn't covered in this word of God. And so if you want some Help in, you know, what Bible or just talk to us because this is our lifeblood. And it's not the, it's the inspired word of God in our lives. Read it. So I, you know what I meant to say? <laughs> the joke around here, When i say oh this is my favorite scripture let me read it to you
0: and there's only 499
1: others (laughs) you've all picked up on that but it's true because there's so much in here that helps us and you know when i'm faced with a situation out there it could be something simple it could be something difficult when you spend some time in i don't know it verbatim i can't quote a lot of scripture verbatim but the essence of it comes right into my head and right into my heart, and it informs us. And so I hope you have 500 favorite scriptures, too. Yeah. Okay. I am done now.
0: So it's useful for teaching. It's also useful for rebuking. There's a good churchy word for you. Say rebuking. rebuking. That just sounds harsh, doesn't it? Rebuking. Sharp disapproval or criticism of behavior or actions. Ouch! Disapproval of sin. When we read and study the scriptures, we're confronted with that which is contrary to God, with that sin in our lives. The the scriptures don't pull any punches. They make it acutely aware of the actions, behavior, that God finds to be contrary to his nature, that he finds to be unacceptable. A good example this is found in the fifth chapter of Galatians, verses 16 to 26, the New International Version again. So I say, this is uh, uh, Paul speaking to the Church of Galatia, so I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. Did you hear that? The flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, uh, selfish ambition, dissensions factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, that which comes when we're in the Spirit, that which comes when we allow the Spirit to live in us, the fruit of the Spirit is, say it with me, Love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, which means patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such things, there's no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, say, by the Spirit, Spirit. let us keep in step. With the Spirit, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Wow.
1: So right now, something just sort of came out at me as I heard you read that scripture that will carry me today. Let us keep in step with the spirit. When we read scripture, it's just like, bam, I want to be in step with the spirit. How about you? That is, wow. Okay. Paul here is pointing out the desires of the flesh, which is contrary to the spirit of God. Paul gets pretty specific with some of the examples. And, you know, we don't need another person to rebuke us in this stuff. God God does a pretty good job at it. God, the scriptures do a good job at communicating with us God's disapproval of these actions. And it's just not in Galatians that we find this. Actions and behaviors that are contrary to God are sprinkled throughout the Scripture. It's up to us to read the Scripture and to act accordingly.
0: Mm -hmm. On the other hand, they're starting in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit gives us instructions of what is pleasing God, what comes from the Spirit of God. What our lives look like when we walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit, as I said before, love, peace, love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control.
1: So the scriptures are useful for um, correcting. Correcting. They not only point out our shortcomings, or I don't really want to water that down, our sin but they also offer solutions for it. For example, Ephesians four uh, six four, Fathers, I'll say mothers also, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord.
0: Mm. And not only do the scriptures here point out what not to do, but they offer to the readers what they are to do. Another good example, similar to the one in Galatians, is found in Paul's letter to the church at Colossae. Here's what he he writes. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Before he was talking about the flesh. Here again, the earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. And here's the important thing, not the uh, uh, replica. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on a new self. Which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there's no Gentile or Jew circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people.
1: This is like the but, so it's therefore.
0: Yep, therefore, as God's chosen people. We're God's chosen people. Isn't that wild? You and me, we're God's chosen people. Holy, set apart, dearly loved, Here's what I love about this passage. Clothe yourself. In other words, put it on like a shirt or a jacket or a sweater, clothe yourself. Wear it. Make it a part of you. Clothe yourself. Clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. Say, forgive one another. Yeah, that easy said. Challenge to do, but it's important. Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Woo! That's a mouthful, isn't it? But it tells us, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on what? Love. Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Amen.
1: So the scriptures are useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and they're also useful for training in righteousness. In righteousness, there's a blog called gotquestions.org and that, also, that helps us understand uh, the benefit in scripture about this righteousness piece. It points out that training or instruction in righteousness involves our entire education and training as disciples. This understanding helps transform our knowledge of God's word From head knowledge to active, active application in our daily lives. That's what it means to live in righteousness, right living. We can read this, but we've got to live it out in righteousness. Training in righteousness or right living in God's eyes involves every aspect of our life. It's just not walking in here and putting on the mask and pretending. What's really important is when we go out there and especially when it's challenging in our homes, in our workplaces, wherever we are, to live it out in righteousness. Every aspect of our lives, from managing our time, to stewardship of our finances, to our relationships, to raising children, grandchildren. It points out that the believer who delights in God's word and meditates on it day and night is blessed. That's what it says in here. And through this, we are dependent on scripture. And when we're dependent on God's word, God will grow his children, that's you and me, in maturity. It's like we grow up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. We, we become a more mature believer. The believer who pursues the instruction in righteousness found in God's word and applies what he or she learns will grow in holiness and avoid many pitfalls in life
0: another blog dated uh, july 31 2020 and this one's entitled it's perfect for this what we're talking about today it's entitled how is all scripture god breathed author meg Buchner Bucher points out that scripture is it's three r's reliable relatable and relevant reliable relatable relevant We can count on it. We can depend on it. We can rely on it. It will never let you down. The source of Scripture is God, the author of all creation. How could Scripture be anything but reliable? The challenge for us is to truly rely on it then. Rely on it ourselves. But that only happens, can only happen, when we regularly read and study God's Word. Asking and expecting, that's expecting the Holy Spirit to help us understand, to, to help bring to light what we need to know. Expect it.
1: The scripture's reliable, and that's because it's truth. We've been speaking about that for the last few weeks. The scripture's also Relatable. God, the Father, Jesus Christ, his Son, the Holy Spirit, they want to be in relationship with us, but it's also up to us. The scriptures are relatable when we look for them to be relatable, when we hope them to be, when we expect them to be, as a means of God relating to us, speaking to us. When we open the scripture Say, God, speak to me through your word. Expect that to happen. When we approach the scripture with that in mind, it takes on a whole new way. It's like the living word of God. When we seek a closer relationship with God, we can do that whenever we read and seek to understand his holy word.
0: Mm-hmm. Then the scripture is relevant. You know, it's as relevant today as it was when it came into being. But it can only be relevant if we expect it to be, if we want it to be, if we allow it to be. You know, when I read through Genesis, and that's probably my favorite Old Old Testament book. When, when I read through through Genesis... I find myself not reading it as some ancient writing from a different time and place uh, and bearing no, having no bearing on me here in 2023, you know, just some old story. As I'm reading it, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. I feel like I'm looking in a mirror that what it has to say to me is timeless And it just speaks to me loud and clear, right here, who I am, where I am.
1: Yesterday, I was preparing for, I was doing my Bible study, and I was watching a video. We're doing a Lisa Harper Bible study. And Lisa shared a scripture in Numbers and Deuteronomy that previously I would have read and thought they have... I would have no idea how to relate that to my life. And after I listened to it and after I looked at the scripture, it's like, oh my goodness, God's mercy is all over that scripture. And God's mercy is absolutely relevant in our lives. God's word is relevant. Our key scripture today, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Why? So that the servant of God, that's us, that's you out there, the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God breathed scripture, teaches us, rebukes us, corrects us and trains us in righteousness so that we, servants of God, may be thoroughly equipped, thoroughly equipped to go out and do what God wants us to do, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, a good work is just showing up and being present in our jobs. A good work is a kind word to one another. A good work is just being a A faithful person, too. Thoroughly equipped. God wants to equip us today and tomorrow for what's ahead. Equip us to be the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears and the voice of Jesus. To share the good news of our Lord and Savior with words if necessary. But that can only happen if we're prepared if we read it, we can only be prepared if we read our field manual, if we read our training manual, our operations manual. When you go to work in your job, isn't there like procedures and protocols and operations and all? Well, this is it for us, for every day, not just segments of our lives, but every single day.
0: You know. Uh remember in, in, in high school, maybe college where you put it under your pillow and you expected to have that osmosis transformation, you know, just magically go in there. It was, that was kind of special, wasn't it? It doesn't work with this. It doesn't work. You know if we're going to be the, those third of Americans, not the ones who, it's not the ones who are reading it once a year, right? or less. But if we're going to be a those third of the Americans who read it at least once a week and hopefully every day, we got to pick it up, we got to open it, and we got to read it. Amen. But more than just reading it, we need to seek the Holy Spirit's help in understanding it. We need to Actively ask the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, and open my heart, open my mind, open my spirit to your word, and help me to understand what you would have me understand from this. For training, rebuking, correcting, (laughs) training in righteousness, help me to see this for what's in here, for what you would have me understand. And you know, each time you read it, it might be the same passage, you'll get something different. But you will get something, especially if you seek the Holy Spirit's help, guidance. Remember when we talked about the Holy Spirit a couple of weeks ago? It's you know, part, part of his job, is to help us, to guide us, to, to direct us, and to help us to understand God's holy word. That's the good news. We got to live it. Got to believe it. <laughs> got to read it. Amen. Let's pray.
1: Almighty God, we thank you so much for your word found in scripture. The way that you breathe life into you've breathed life into the writers, the authors of this book and as we open the pages, we get to know you more and more. Thank you, Lord, for the way that you love us. and You show that from cover to cover. The way that you share comfort. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You share peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. You share joy. I come so that you may have life and have it to the full. You walk with us through our our grief. We read where Jesus wept. You walk with us through our trials, reminding us that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Word of God, speak. Speak to us, Lord, speak deep into our hearts through your word. Lord make time in our day that we don't make you second or third but first so that you can guide us and inform us in righteousness as servants of God Lord we thank you for your presence for your power For your peace, word of God speak. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I pray all this.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.